Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Hamster Business Show. My name is Chris Pastrana, and today I'm here with Mark Mail of On the Mark Business Advisors. So before we start, I'm going to do a quick word for my sponsor, and that is today for Audible.com. So Audible has 180,000 books to choose from. There's no reason not to jump on and collect one for yourself. Um, go to nxbusinessshow.com slash audible and start your 30-day free trial with your one free audiobook and uh, start getting smarter today. <laughs> Okay, how's it going, Mark? Thank you, Chris. I guess I'm still sleeping. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me here. It's a, it's a great setup, and I appreciate your time today. Yeah, absolutely. So let's kind of get into this a little bit. Let's talk sure. about you, your past, uh, what kind of got you to start your business, and where okay. you are now. Uh, well, I have, I've, I've had two career paths. Uh, mm -hmm. Years ago, I started working for a company called Digital Equipment Corporation, and I started there actually as a cable assembler. And one day they needed somebody who was young and strong to pick up power supplies. Mm -hmm. So they called me down the shipping dock, and I started packing power supplies and then driving a fork truck. And I had money, and my friends were in college, and they had no money until they started doing internships. And then they were making three and four times more than I were mm -hmm. on a summer job. So I started going to school, and digital paid for my economics degree, my finance degree, my master's degree, tuition and books, which... Uh, Huge, and uh, about halfway through my career, I switched from manufacturing into finance because I started working on budgets in a manufacturing role as a supervisor, and I thought, wow, this is great because uh, finance and accounting are two different things. An accountant will tell you two plus two is four, and a finance person will say, well, it's four, but there's different ways to get there. Yeah, Three plus one is four, but six minus two is also four. So does, <laughs> finance has different ways to look at things. Um, after I left DEC, I went to healthcare. I've been in healthcare the last 15 years in senior roles, uh, director of finance, CFO for an MRI imaging company and some large healthcare companies in Massachusetts. They reorg every you know, 15 months, two years, two and a half years, so you're not only reorganizing, but you're wondering whether you're going to have a job. So last spring, with the last reorg, I, I said to my wife, uh, I'm tired of driving an hour to whatever job I've had for the last... 10 years mm -hmm. and wondering how long it will last and said, I'm going to get out and start doing something different, not being in a corporate box. So I started helping people just by sitting with them and talking to them about their small businesses. Later on, they're coming back and saying to me, you know, that information you gave me really helped me out. Things have taken off. And I thought, well, I should be in business myself and <laughs> helping myself generate some you know, revenue and not going back into the corporate box. So Started my company called On The Mark Business Advisors, and uh, it's slow, but it's steady, and it's just, it's nice to be able to give people an opportunity to have assistance if their forte is not in business or finance or operations. Uh, a landscaper, I helped, great landscaper, but didn't really understand software tools available to help him be more effective with roots and he had people that owed him money, so my financial background and accounts receivable and accounts payable helped him. You know, I worked on collecting a lot of revenue that was owed to him. So, uh, you know, just a lot of experience in a lot of different areas and really not wanting to be sitting in a corporate office anymore. Yeah. So that's how I got to what I'm doing today. Okay. That's cool. So let's get into that. Sure. Because so you have a pretty well-defined past and... I like that in businesses because some people, um, you know, they want to start early, which I get. I'm young. Mm -hmm. I wanted to start my business early. Sure. But they don't have a lot of work experience. 
for any in any other industry. Right. So it's kind of good to see like multiple industries, a lot of experience. It kind of makes a more well-rounded, you know, professional when you get older. Mm-hmm. And I think it's useful. <laughs> it is. I, I find it very useful. One of the things um, I uh, I get into a networking organization, a guy called Kevin Mollett. And before I met Kevin, someone said, "Oh, you should you should meet this guy, Kevin. He can help you build your network." And and before I met Kevin, I'm like, "Well, he's going to ask me, well, what do you do? What's your expertise?" And I'm like, "Well, I can do this and this and this and this." So when I finally met Kevin, Kevin helped me define. He said, "Well, you've got an operations background and a finance background, so you're a finance operations guy." And I'm like, "Oh, great, thanks." So I stole that from Kevin. <laughs> And since last December, people say, what do you do? And I say, oh, I'm like a finance operations guy. But your point is very, very good. I mean, um, people who have a specific job or are building a business and are younger don't have a tremendous amount of experience, whether it could be marketing or finance or just any of those areas. And, you know, as you get older like me, you just have an ability to do a lot of different things. And it's re- really rewarding to see – People who are younger have the ability and the desire to grow a business and be able to help them out. And, you know, I hope, you know, I can help you help a lot of different people. And sometimes it it generates revenue for me. Sometimes it doesn't. But at the end of the day, it just feels good to try to help people out. Yeah. Cool. So let's talk about what you do. Okay. So we talk about we we help people. It kind of sounds like consulting. So let's get into, like, what specifically you do. Okay, sure. Specifically what I do is uh, people have said, you know, what's your target market? And basically it's it's everybody. Because what I do is I will, uh, I offer two hours of free consulting because what I want to do is I want to actually meet that person and see if that person is open and receptive to discussing their business with me or is it, you know, I can't tell anybody what I really do. You know, yeah, it's 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 your own business and you have a lot of flesh invested in this game. So you want it to be successful, but a lot of people are very, very guided about what they want to say. Mm-hmm. So I want to see how comfortable they are about their business and discussing it, what they do know about their business. Are they, what do they know about their finances? Do they have a marketing plan? Do they know what they want to do with their business? I mean, a lot of people want to grow their business, but there's a whole other set of people that have been in business for years, and they say, I don't want to have this business forever. How can I start to slow down or turn it over to one of the kids, uh, you know, or one of the relatives. So what I do is I do a SWOT analysis, and until I can come up with a better term, I'm going to use that because it's called it. you look at somebody's strength, weakness, opportunities, and threats. Mm-hmm. And by looking at those areas, you can develop and quickly see if someone understands what their strengths are or what the weaknesses are or an opportunity or a threat. And then you can focus and go on from there. And just also a benefit for me is can I work with that person? And the ultimate benefit is that person saying, I feel comfortable enough that I want to work with Mark and I think he can help me. I'm not sure exactly what he can help me with yet. So after meeting with them for a couple hours, I'll then reach out to them and highlight four or five areas that I think I can help them. And if they'd like my help, we can move forward from there. Cool. Interesting. So... We help people grow their businesses. Yeah. So what type of things, you mentioned getting with companies, kind of talking to them, getting to know them. What sure. type of things are you looking for? Because you mentioned openness. But yep. There's probably a little more to it. Or 
Sure. Actually, I mean, I have one particular customer who yeah. uh, was very, very guarded about his financial situation. Mm-hmm. And he was very guarded about his financial situation because his financial situation, his sales were outstanding. Great sales. I mean, his sales grew about 37% from 2016 to 2017. That's one half of the coin. The other half of the coin was his expenses had more than gone up 37% year over year. And by talking to that person, I was not able to help them because they had some financing issues on how they got themselves into a franchise organization. And by doing that, they used some personal credit cards to do that and and really were in a bad situation. So I was able to say, don't get out of the business. Your sales are tremendous. Your expenses are uh, out of control. I don't have the knowledge on how to fix your credit card problem, but I refer them to two other people who actually work with credit card situations, and, and hopefully they're doing well. So, I mean, that's an example of someone being very, very guarded. Yeah. And then there's other people who, who uh, I have a painting business. I also own real estate. I'm thinking about opening up a coffee shop. And it's like, okay, you can't give 100% effort to four, three or four different things. What mm-hmm. is, What do you really want to grow? Do you want to grow your painting business? And these other things can be nice to do, but while you're worrying about your real estate or you're worried about building a coffee shop, who's watching your painting business? Yeah. So helping them to, to really be able to focus. Uh, one particular person, you know, trying to talk to them, the phone's going off, they got one eye on email, one eye on the phone, and just saying to them, shut off your phone, get away from your computer, let's, let's go over here, we'll grab a cup of coffee. In 20 minutes, I'll be able to let you know what I can help you with in the next three or four days. Mm-hmm. That'll help me go out and focus on what I need to focus on. And this 20 minutes is going to save you a week's time. So, you know, there's a lot of different situations of being able to understand challenges that folks have. Yeah. And you bring up a good point, and that's focusing. Yes. Because I hate the – what's the term? Serial serial entrepreneur, serial entrepreneur, whatever. Could be. And I – I disagree with it entirely because um, I had someone tell me you were a serial entrepreneur, and I'm like, no, so no, no, no. T- tell me more about that because that's that's a new term for me. Okay, serial entrepreneur means you're an entrepreneur with many businesses. Oh, okay. So you know, serial killer, serial, you know, multiple. <laughs> so, Hopefully, not the same thing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and, and someone tell me you're a serial entrepreneur because I do dabble in different things, right? But I'm like, I don't like the term because a lot of times it's just it's unfocused. So, when I started seeing better results here, yeah, it's I, I let everything else go, yeah. and I'm like, okay, so I'm just doing this. Mm-hmm. So all I focus on is the Hampshire Business Show, right? And then I, but I do run to people who are like, oh, I'm doing this and this and this and this, and they can't gain traction anywhere because they're so split up that it's like there's too much going on, and they can't focus on anything long enough to actually like push it forward. Right, if that makes sense. E- exact sense. One of the one of the things that uh, I've found out about in the last six months or so is someone recommended to me a book called The Pumpkin Plan. Okay. And the whole, great book, I've read the book uh, a couple of times, and the whole uh, 
thought process behind the pumpkin plant is they talk about uh, country fairs where you go and see these massive award-winning pumpkins. Mm-hmm. So these people grow these pumpkins. There is a very there's a special pumpkin seed you can buy. It's about fifteen hundred dollars for just one or two seeds. Wow. But you plant the seed. I know, that's crazy. It's like, I think that was a price of my first used car. Anyway, <laughs> you buy this pumpkin seed and you plant it, and all you focus on is nurturing that pumpkin. Mm-hmm. If there's any weeds that get in the way, you get rid of them. If there's some other pumpkins that are nice but not as nice, you you get rid of them. I mean, you, you, your focus is growing the best pumpkin, an, an award-winning pumpkin like I am going to grow this New England business show Mm -hmm. to be the best business show that it can possibly be. And if you have things that get in the way, other distractions you might have, Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, do it. Can I, can I just focus on this and make this the very, very best that it can be and not allow distractions? And focus is a huge thing for a lot of people because another big challenge for someone who was in business is they do have to do everything. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I got to figure out a marketing plan. You know, who's going to the post office today? I haven't been to the bank in three days. It's just, you know, sometimes it's you need to hire an administrative person a couple days a week to take care of all that stuff that needs to get done when you're running the stuff that you can't teach someone to do. Mm-hmm. So, focus is, focus is very, very important. Yeah. And I would say, even it's especially important for, entrepreneurs and new businesses because mm-hmm. so I will say at some at there are points where if you look at big big companies mm-hmm. they can kind of pull their attention away and do other things because they have so many more resources that they can appoint sure. really talented people onto those new tracks mm-hmm. and kind of take care of them yeah so that's when you see a lot of like you know Mark Cuban Jeff Bezos where they can have multiple things going on because oh. they have so much money they right. just throw resources anywhere they need to put it absolutely <laughs> but that's not you know like yeah us where we have little businesses right. we really need to focus on one thing at a time yeah, until absolutely. you become the next you know mark Bezos. there you go <laughs> there you go yeah jeff Bezos. yeah and it's it it is really really interesting i think you know with a small business mm-hmm. you know money doesn't grow on trees we all know that so everybody is watching their costs and i think one of the one of the things that uh, a good piece of advice I got is I said, well, I'm going to be on the mark consultants. And my friend mentor said to me, well, people think consultants cost a lot of money. You know, they think that consultants is spelled with the dollar sign and it's not, mm-hmm. you know, but that's the whole uh, premise around my business is I've, I've worked the 50, 60 hours a week. Um, I'm not looking to to make a killing. I I I want to just be able to be comfortable. And comfortable doesn't mean fancy cars and big houses or a vacation home and stuff like that. It just means, you know, the ability to help people, and not have them think it's too expensive to get help. You know, because ultimately, you know, if you're not successful. And you don't make money. If I'm helping you build your business and I can't help you build your business and increase your revenue, I mean, one, oh, well, there's that invoice to mark I have to pay. And as you start to pay that, you think, well, what 
what has he done to help me grow my business? Mm-hmm. It's much easier to write someone a check if you say, they helped me out. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very happy to write them a check and pay this bill yeah. because what they have done has helped me out. So, I mean, I think one of the big things is people can think that someone who's going to coach them or give them advice in their business is out to just see how much money they can mine out of their company. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not the case for me. I'm not. I get a lot of satisfaction out of just helping people out. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Thanks. Okay, so a new a new company approaches you. So yes. I, I always like getting into these little scenarios sure. we can talk Absolutely. about. Absolutely, a little case study. Yeah. So a new business comes in. Yeah. They're looking to, you know, either get started or they just started. What should sure. they be focusing on first? Well, I think um, I talked with uh, someone in Texas, and a uh, friend of a friend of a friend said, I have somebody in Texas that's thinking about starting their company. Mm-hmm. So I got a little information from them. I got his phone number, and I called them, and I said, uh, Hi, Steve. It's Mark. How are you? He says, Good, good. I heard you are going to call me. I said, Yeah. I said, uh, You got some time? And he was like, Yeah. I said, Well, let's, let's chat a little. What do you want to do? And he said, Well, you know, I've been, uh, I've been involved with uh, security systems, like an ADT-type okay. company that, yeah. you know, they set up home security systems. And he says, uh, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to get into this with a couple of my friends and I'm going to do sales. We have one person who's really good. They're going to do the installs, and someone has, you know, some business background. And uh, so through talking with them, I said, well, do you have a business plan? They're like, well, we got this. I'm like, well, do you need financing? Because, I mean, a lot of places have a business plan. A lot of places don't. A lot of places of companies start them, and then things take off, and they never finish them. Mm-hmm. So it was for a new company, it's, do you have a direction and do you have a goal? Do you, do you know where you want to get to? And basically, can you do this without financing? If the answer is yes, okay, then that takes off the table you having to get capital. Yeah. Um, their situation was they needed some capital, so they did need a business plan. And one of the critical pieces of advice is that I give to anybody who's starting a new company, because I lived through it, um, Today, everybody is very, very excited about starting the business, and everybody's mm-hmm. heading in the same direction, and they can work 40, 50 hours a week. So you form the company legally on paper, and that can be done fairly inexpensive. Yeah. This is what everybody is going to do, and this is what our roles will be. The very same day you do that paperwork, you should sit down and do the paperwork on how you will dissolve that company. Because six months from now, when your partner John and his wife had their first baby and John's no longer able to work weekends and nights because he's helping his wife with the baby or Mm -hmm. whatever the situation is that comes up, you may start to think, I'm still working 60 hours a week and John's working like 20. Yeah. And he's still getting as much out of the business as I am. So Mm -hmm. while everybody's still on the same page, very, very excited about what's going on, that's an easy discussion to have and put down on paper legally. This is how me and John and Phil are going to dissolve our business. We're formed. This is how we'll split the profits. This is what happens when we dissolve it. Then that way, you don't have those real legal problems later on down the road. So, I mean, just basic advice. It seems like, oh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But it's really, really important because... If things do turn ugly for a business, then it can get very, very expensive because none of that stuff has been decided. And, you know, 
people wind up doing different things. I mean, 20, you're, a young, you're a young guy, and 20 years from now, you may be sitting down and saying, I'm going to sell this business. It's worth a lot of money now. And you may wind up with a partner somewhere down the road, and it's like, okay, I want to sell, but he doesn't. Oh, what do we do now? Yeah. All our profits go into fighting a legal legal war that you know, we could have avoided years ago. Yeah. So. That's really good advice. And I like that because um, in some of my older things, we've had partners who just, again, when you're sitting down having a few drinks, which is typically where best ideas come from. Sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> great companies are on the, the business plans on a napkin. Yeah. And, you know, you come up with these great ideas and, you know, when they're not so drunk anymore, like yeah. their motivation isn't there. <laughs> sure. And then you're the only one. Right. Working on the company, I've seen that plenty of times. Absolutely. So, yeah. and people's people's goals in life change. I mean, yeah. uh, the goals can change. They they may, yeah, things are different five and ten years down the road than they are today. And yeah. it's it's just much easier because that person may say, "Well, you know what? I know what happens if I decide I don't want to do this anymore." Mm-hmm. And you know what will happen, and it's just it's just better. Yeah. It's cleaner. Yeah, and it removes a lot of the stress and the unknown right. of it all and it's just it's you're right, it's cleaner. Yeah. It's so much better. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's uh yeah. Unfortunately, uh I learned that one the hard way. <laughs> you know? So did I. So, okay. Yeah. yeah, and it's you know, it's just one of those life lessons that yeah. just stuck with me. <laughs> so yeah, like I said, it's a good thing to know. It's a good thing to have planned out there. So that's good. I like that. Yeah. Um, and I like the point of just knowing what you want to do. Yeah. Like, just because you start a business and you're like, oh, great. So we have the idea. We have the business. We kind of kind of getting ready. I want to do this. Like, what do you want to do with the business? Because I've had people in here where I ask them where they want to go. They don't want to hire employees. They want to mm-hmm. stay fairly small and just sure. make a little bit of money. But you know, your partner, unbeknownst to you, may want to turn this into like the next Amazon or something. Yeah, so absolutely. really knowing what everyone wants to get out of it or where you want to go is a, is a really good point. It's kind of important. Yeah, it is. It, it really is critical because I just, people, people change, people grow. I mean, yeah. the saying that my parents used to hit me with, if I knew now, or I knew then what I know now. Yeah. How would that go? Yeah. If I knew today what I should have known 20 years ago, I mean, that that's the situation I'm in now. I'm like, wow, I wish I had really known that years and years ago. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like, I just think, man, back when I was in high school, like right when, you know, 2006, six seven, right when that depression was going to hit and, well, recession, I guess we should say. Right. Man, if I was as good as I am now, oh, I'd be so much more wealthy. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's really interesting. I, I sat down with a, a young kid, and young, he was 23. Uh, he's selling real estate, but, he, but he's also got a small company. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I didn't know how old he was, so we've, we had been talking for about a half an hour, and I said, I'm sorry, can I just, I know you, I'm not sure how old you are. Can you tell me? He says, oh, I'm 23. And I'm like, I said to him, at 23, I was, my biggest concern was, is it going to rain when the day we're supposed to play softball? Because <laughs> if it rains, then we can't play horseshoes after the game. And it, it just, you know, just, there's a lot of really smart, brilliant young people out there. Yeah. And it's, I enjoy working with young people to see they can have so much energy. 
and they just have such desire and just it's really great to be able to lend some of that old knowledge that I have to yeah. someone and just hey did you ever think about this or did you ever think about that mm -hmm. I I helped the landscaper uh, last year get into a position where he went out and bought a new truck at the end of 2017 it's the first mm -hmm. time he's ever owned a new vehicle yeah and uh Right after Christmas, he wrote me a letter, like a recommendation letter I didn't ask for. And it, 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 I remember, still have it, I carry it with me, and it started out, I didn't know what somebody in healthcare finance could do to help my landscaping company. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, oh, thank you thank you very much, I appreciate it. And it's like, okay, if you pull a dollar bill out of your pocket, we can agree it's green, but you don't know if I made it through consulting business advising or through a radio show or uh -huh. or through a networking event or being a painter it's you know a per, uh, profit and loss statement I mean they were all set up the same yeah and you got your profit and you got your loss and just understanding areas for opportunities you know it's the dollar is the same whether yeah. it's a healthcare dollar or a technology dollar <laughs> a P&L is a P&L yeah and you can you can quickly see if there's an area that is way out of line. Yeah. Profits are great, wonderful, and expenses may be fine but out of control and you know, you can pick three or four different things and oh let's have let's have a discussion about this. Tell me more about this advertising budget. Would is it worthwhile to be doing this advertising or marketing? You know. Oh, I got involved in a in a program that, you know, I gotta spend thousand dollars a quarter on marketing how's that working for you yeah not so good or, yeah well it's worth every penny that i'm spending so it's like oh i can see that because your profits are great you must have started it around here because i can see over the last 12 months your sales really took off why is it yeah. a seasonal business or was it that marketing plan you get involved with hmm. so it's really good and he reminded me of we were talking about looking at a P&L statement and just kind of seeing an area that you probably want to adjust this. Yeah. It reminds me back when I was in college. This was a decade ago. Uh, um, me too. Yeah. It might the, be uh, two years. It might the, be two um, decades for me. Uh, one of my professors was talking about reading statistics. Yeah. And he's like, if all the numbers are generally about the same and all of a sudden you see one that's crazy, yeah. your numbers are probably wrong or something yeah. needs to be looked at right there. Because it looks like a giant middle finger where yeah. they're like that maybe we'll look at redoing this area yeah. <laughs> so it kind of yeah. reminds you of always when something just completely stands out would be like yeah that <laughs> oh yeah it really is i mean you you know and it's it's being able to dig into those numbers yeah to uh like an accountant and thank goodness for accountants i mean i never wanted to be a cpa and keep <laughs> up with all those different classes that take thank goodness around and just um one of the good abilities that I think I have is I can have a conversation with somebody around finances in a non-financial term. Mm -hmm. uh, when I worked as a CFO for an MRI on the North Shore, the operations manager, when I first met them, he said, I understand nothing about finances at all. I don't understand the P&L. I don't understand the budget. I don't understand the forecast. So, you know, one of the good rewarding things with them was over a, a one-year period, We'd sit and we'd talk about the revenue that came in and what his expenses were and basically helping him understand. Uh, in a technology world with MRIs, you have techs that work 
40 hours straight, 8 to 4, mm-hmm. Monday through Friday. But then you have people who just work weekends. And when they were looking to fill an open shift, he would often go to people who had worked 40 hours a week. So once they get over 40, it's a time and a half. I said, if you bring in a technologist who hasn't worked 40 hours, they may want to pick up some shifts yeah. and we're still paying them straight time instead of time and a half. Yeah. So it was like sort of helping them through the process. And one of the rewarding days was when the operations manager came to me one time and he said, okay, so now, is this an accrual or is this real cash? And I says, what's an accrual? He says, well, that's something we're going to have to pay for in the future. So we put money aside on the, on the, on the, on the, on one of those financial statements you present that, you know, it's a liability that we'll pay for. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. You're starting to grasp it. So it was, that was rewarding that he actually, you know, started to understand yeah. financial stuff, even though he had no financial background. That's good. Yeah. That's important because I had, I had this one class. It was an accounting class. With, and my professor, he, I don't know. I don't know how head, you can love. Your head love, looks like it hurts, Chris. I don't know how you can love accounting like this yeah. man. Like, I, he probably loves as much as I love my children. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, he just adores accounting. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of good if you can get one of those in your corner. Oh, Because that that's not my area of expertise. Like, yeah. when I start seeing numbers, I'm like, Ooh, okay, I'm, I'm slowly yeah. or very quickly hitting my area. I don't understand anything. Right. <laughs> but uh, it's good to see someone who's, who appreciates finance because it's important. And that yeah. can completely destroy your company. It can. It can. I mean, um if if I told you that uh, my revenue this month was ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars, you may think that's great, yeah. and you know, okay, and it wasn't. <laughs> all right, so all right, let's just say I had ten thousand dollars in revenue this month. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, actually, no, I had ten. So here's the story behind the ten thousand dollars. I had four customers that all owed me five grand each. Yeah. So I picked up $5,000, so I picked up all the payment from one person, and I picked up a couple thousand from the other three people. So <laughs> I've got this bump. Mm-hmm. 10000 looks like a great number, and, you know, until you start to hear the story of, <laughs> well, I've got $40,000 outstanding in receivables from yeah. just four customers. You know, so you 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 got to take the time to understand what the expenses were. Yeah. I mean, in a landscaping business, uh, April and May, you get a big bump in revenue because everybody's getting a spring cleanup and yeah. it takes longer. And then during those summer months, when you're cutting lawns at 25 or $30, you got to do 10 or 12 lawns every single day, six days a week to keep a revenue stream. And then you see in October and November a big spike in revenue because everybody's getting a fall cleanup. And those, those typically pay much more. So you look at a landscaping business and you can say, I'm going to have a bump of my revenue early spring and late fall. Yeah. And if you've got a bump somewhere there in the summer, it's probably a very big job that they did a lot of loam. Maybe they built some walls and a particular customer had, you know, a 15 or a 16 or a $20,000 job. So the revenue for that you really can look at it by week in a landscaping business yeah. because of weather and stuff. You mm-hmm. almost do a daily P&L that you say, this is what it costs to send the crew out. 
This is your gas expense. You know what your utility expenses run on average per day. This is what you need to average each and every day so you're at least breaking even. Yeah. So it's finances sort of, under for me, it's understanding whether a number is good or bad. So $10,000 could be great revenue for a month or it could be people paying you for money they owed you or your average revenue could be $20,000 a month. So ten. That's really not a good number. So <laughs> yeah, you know you gotta you gotta spend the time to really understand whether it makes sense or not. You know, yeah. you pay you you have a big bump in a marketing expense for a month. Well, that marketing expense is not just for you know March 2018. It's for the entire year. Mm-hmm. So, and mm-hmm. that's where you can see the accounting side of it. Is you can spread that expense over. Yeah, the whole year and you know level it out. So, you know that's <laughs> yeah. that's where your accountants can help you with those financial statements. But yeah. at the end of the day, you know, helping understand the numbers and why it's why it's good or great or it's a concern. Cool, awesome. Well, we're getting right about to the end of this. We're in about forty okay. something minutes. Sure. So, uh, we're getting right there. So, how do people get a hold of you? Oh, uh, the way they can get a hold of me is they can give me a call. Uh, my phone number is 978-590-9642. That's my uh-huh. cell phone, which I carry with me. Uh, all the kids are out of the house, so nobody else should answer it besides me. <laughs> or they can send me an email, at, and my email is mark, with a K. It's M-A-R-K, at O-T-M-B-A dot com, on the mark, business advisors. My wife came up with the name. I wasn't sure what the... She says, on the mark sounds good. So... <laughs> On uh, Mark at otmba.com. Cool. Or my cell phone number. Awesome. Yeah. It's this is this has been fun, Chris. I I appreciate <laughs> it. I love this setup, and and I'm looking forward to continuing to meet with you and yeah, seeing how we can uh, help each other out. Definitely. I appreciate your time. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Thank you very much. Just want to thank Mark again for another great interview on the New Hampshire Business Show. Now, before we go, I want to take a quick moment to thank Project Quoting for sponsoring us today. Um, now, Project Quoting is cloud-based software for um, people like landscapers, uh, pesticides—you know, anything that works on the outside of a house. And uh, what you do is it—it it, you know, really helps companies with streamlining, um, you know, their their quoting, their bookkeeping, all these things that they don't want to be doing. They want to be out there working. So, jump on over at nhpresentshow.com/slash/projectquoting. And check out your 14-day free trial today. And then, I guess, no pressure, no hassle. You get 14 days to test out the system. And if you like it, awesome, sign on. It's only $39.99 a month, I want to say. And, uh, you know, that will really helps your business. And uh, it's a great new product that just hit the market very recently. So you'll be the head of your, head of your field. So check it out, nhbusinessshow.com slash projectquoting.